0: I get it's a strip show. back there. We're there, dude. Welcome to Beacon Life
1: Beacon Beacon Alive.
2: Welcome back guys on today's show. Why is Google Pay app now paying up? And we landed on the moon and the unforeseen update on that. And a vegetarian turned butcher was found dead. And watermelon, watermelon, watermelon. All this and much less more will be discussed here on Deacon Live. And for the next 60 minutes or so, we'll get you up to date on all the social news and media feeds that you might have missed over the last seven days. So how are you? How are things? How are things going? Are you doing okay? That's all I care about is to make sure that you're doing all right and everyone's all right around you as well. I guess my levels are good. I have to fix something. Hold on. I guess they look all right. They're not as peppy as they usually are. Let's see if I've got something going on here. Volume... We're there. Everything looked good. I knew something was going on. I did. Now I can tell, now I can tell the difference. Now we can get on with the show. So now that I've got that figured out. I'm looking at the levels now. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I look good now. So hopefully everyone can hear me in the back of the room. Hear me okay? Everything all right? So I'm kind of excited and kind of like nervous at the same time. Um, my wife, she's got a corporate job. Uh, she's a very high-ranking official. And the job that she has and part of her job that she has is she has to work essentially off of her phone when she's not in the office she has to work off of her phone and because there's a lot of highly uh, documented stuff security documents and stuff that have to go through her phone at the time well at the time right now we have AT&T and AT&T for the longest time her company supported the AT&T with security measures and stuff like that so you know personal information from all the people that she's dealing with doesn't get hacked or anything like that. So what's happened now is I guess over the last year around COVID time, her company says we're no longer going to support the AT&T software as far as work email. So you need to get a different phone. And of course, you know, not that the company pays for her phone because they they don't pay for her phone, but they do give her uh, we get a break on like the internet and the, the phone uses itself. So she said, "You know what? We've had these phones. I just to tell you how how old the phones are that we have. I have a Galaxy S ten. That's <laughs> I'm just letting you know. And I think she's got the same one. If she doesn't have, and here's my phone. If you're looking at us here on the YouTube channel, if she doesn't have the S ten, she's got like the the next one up. Because anytime that we're due for an upgrade." She gets the upgrade and I get her old phone, which is fine by me. I don't do anything with it. You know, I listen to like the radio podcasts. Uh, I do a little bit of, uh, you know, Facebooking, TikTok, just the basic stuff. I'm not, you know, taking over third world countries with, you know, just a press of my button on the on the phone there as she is. So she's like, all right, you know, we'll deal with it. We'll deal with it. She's been dealing with it now for over a year now that she can't. Anytime we go somewhere, if we go on a trip or something, she can't physically access her emails through her phone because of the whole AT&T thing. Not the outage has nothing to do with that, but we're going to dive into that here a little bit later on the show. So stick around for that. I know exactly what happened and I have a conspiracy, so this should be interesting. But back to my phone, she says, OK, we're going to have to go with T-Mobile. I'm kind of nervous because we've had AT&T. I've had AT&T before I met my wife. And she had AT&T, of course, before she met me. And so we've had it going on probably 18 years now, 18 if not 19 years, at least I know, let's say for me 20 years. I've had AT&T for the last 20 years. She's had it for, if not longer than that, she's had it for that long. And we were grandfathered in and grandfathered in on whatever service plan that we had every two years, we'd have to up it and we had unlimited data, unlimited this, no throttling, all that stuff, but every time we transfer over every two years, we physically have to contact like a home AT and T base and talk to them, and say, look, you know, we've had these phones since you know twenty or two thousand four, two thousand, whatever it was. 20 years do the math and we bought this plan and that's the plan we want to stick with so they got to like pull a couple levers in their big warehouse and you know pull this lever down and make sure deacon gets an unlimited this and you know he's pushing this one lever here and all right all right you're good to go you got unlimited everything and now because at&t is not supported with my wife's uh, company anymore we're going to t-mobile i'm scared i'm nervous I'm, well, I say I'm scared, I'm nervous. I just don't want to be, I do a lot of data stuff on my phone with the podcast with you know I say I don't do a whole lot on my phone I do a lot with my phone as far as like reading news articles and listening to other podcasts and and uh getting an idea of what's going on out there I don't watch movies my wife watches movies all the time on her phone is she going to be able to do that yeah while well, she's on wi-fi but traveling and stuff I always get alert ding you're at two gigs of, of usage and I just take that needle and I just move it right up I'm like I got unlimited why is it set on two gigs zip 16 i'll never use 16 but still so now we're switching over to t-mobile i think the price was a ten dollar difference we were paying i think like um uh, 147 for the two phones with unlimited whatever we got and now we're paying i think 160 something but here's the deal they throw in netflix and apple tv i think apple tv is for one year and then they gave us these cool watches. I don't have mommy right now because they're all in boxes <laughs> sitting on the kitchen table in there because we haven't hooked them up yet. We still have to do the whole transfer over. But they gave us, like, the like Apple watches, but they're not. They're Google watches. They're Android watches. And it connects to my phone, and I'm like, you know, the last time I wore a watch... I had a quote-unquote full-time job where I had to sit there and go, okay. And when I say a full-time job, I was traveling with a production company. I had to always look at, see what time it was because of production times. And that's the last time I had a watch, and that was probably 2009. So now I got to get used to wearing this watch. I don't know what it's going to do for me. Hopefully, I think there's biometrics on there where it'll take my heart rate, it'll take my my sugars, my insulin, you know, not all that stuff. But I'm just saying, you know, it'll tell you, you know, my heart rate. It'll tell me uh, I haven't moved or anything and just like a Fitbit type thing. So we'll see. It'll be interesting. Yeah, we're going to T-Mobile. Good thing, bad thing. I'd love to hear from you. And the way you can do that and be part of the show is go over to Profit Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio dot com. At the bottom of the page says Be Heard. Click on that little microphone. It opens up a little small screen. If you've got a, a speaker and a microphone in front of you, whether it's on your your Samsung uh, S24 or S34, whatever's out there right now, or your Apple phone, whatever model the new model is out there, speak right into that. You can be anonymous if you want to. It, it does say, you know, name required. You can put, you know, stinky pee-pee poopy pants. All right, guys, stick around. When we come back, did you know that we landed on the fucking moon? I had no idea until... We did it. I had no idea leading up to it where they keep it all hush-hush, where they get in the movie, the soundstage all set up and everything and get ready. All right, who's the the big director now? Back then it was, uh, what's his name, from uh, The Shining. And now who's the big, they'll get Michael Bay to do it or someone like (laughs) explosions. So we landed on the moon and I've got an update of actually what happened. And if you didn't know about it, I got the details of why we went there and what are we doing up there with that lander. All right, stick around. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Profit Radio. I'll be right back.
0: You know
1: what sucks about internet and radio? Absolutely. (laughs) Fucking nothing. nothing. (laughs)
2: What are you wearing right now? Uh, Just a big, large Iron Man t shirt. That's kind of hot.
1: 407 448 448 8800
2: 8800. You're listening to Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Deacon Live. Welcome back to Deacon Live. We'd love to hear from you. And you can be Podcast Famous. You can be right here in the studio alongside of us. And all you have to do is go over to Profit Radio Proud sponsors of Deacon Live. That's P-R-O-P-H-E-T-Radio.com. At the very bottom of the page is a little blue bar. It says Be Heard. It's got a little microphone on it. Click on that. Opens up a small window on your device. If you've got a microphone, you could be podcast famous. Speak right into it. Put your name in there. I don't care what you call yourself. You want to call yourself Miss Twink, Twinkle Toes, you can do that. Uh, put your email address in there as well, and uh, it'll come right to our inbox. And if you get it in, we broadcast every Wednesday. So if you get it in before Wednesday, uh, we'll play it on th- this week's podcast. If you get it in on Thursday, then you have to wait till next Wednesday to hear your podcast. Your That's how it works. And we're coming up on 10 years. I went back through the catalog to find out when we actually did our very, very first show, like broadcast, like on iHeartRadio and all that stuff. We've been doing it for a while under different independent levels and stuff. Uh, but the Deacon Live 10-year anniversary will be March 29th, I believe. No, because that's, that's not my anniversary. Actually, I think we've been well. We've been doing the show longer than I've been married. So, yes, I think it is March 29th. Ah, well, I'll figure it out. I'll go back through the catalog again. I should have wrote it down. But, unfortunately, uh, I don't know how to write or spell or anything like that. Now, AT&T, speaking of writing and spelling, I told you we're switching from t- uh, AT&T that we've had, I had... I have had for over 20 years, and my wife has had it for even longer, if not just as long, uh, to T-Mobile now. So my wife can now access her work's information on a more secure line. Uh, And you say, well, why is the phone so secure? My dad lives with us now, and this will be two years that he's been living with us. And he plays uh, like online gaming all the time. And we had to get a separate router and a separate Internet connection for him Because we don't want that back door coming into the router because my wife works from home. She still has, you know, files and stuff here, digital files on her computer and stuff that we don't want outside access to. We are worried that someone was going to go through a back door through my dad's internet if he was on our internet and and get in there. So he's got his own separate with a firewall and a concrete wall and a a thorny bush, maybe right in the middle where you have to really can't get through it, just to give us a little bit more security here at the house. So and the phones are the same way. Now ATT, I don't know if you guys remember this, uh back in let's say five days ago, four days ago, big outage. Everyone was freaking out. Ah, my phone won't work. Everything's going to hell. We're crashing into damn Ukraine. Dan, Joe Biden, FU Joe Biden, or what all the other stuff. And this is your fault and whatever. And then... No, it's a simple little thing. And then they were like, oh, it's a cyber attack. Oh, you know, we're getting attacked by, you know, someone else outside. Damn China and the TikToks. Actually, what happened was AT&T said the cause of its national service outage was an execution of an incorrect process. Now, come on, AT&T. No wonder. No wonder my, uh, my wife's uh, company is leaving your ass. AT and T said that the network dis- disruption, disruption, yeah, disruption, which caused tens of thousands of customers to lose their cellular services Thursday, was not a result of cyber attack. After the service was fully restored around 6 p.m. that day, a mobile phone service provider revealed that the results are the initiative investigation to the outage is forthcoming. <laughs> Who writes these articles? I think they chapped GPT these articles. Based on our initial, we believe that the outage was caused by an application and execution of an incorrect process used as we are expanding our network, not a cyber attack. Uh, AT and T posted on X. Uh, we continue to assess to ensure that we keep delivering great service and our, that our customers deserve. Now, AT and T service uh, suffered a national outage, outage on Thursday about 3:30 a.m. and the website down detector uh, noticed this just before 2 p.m. and the number of reports had declined. Drastically, nearly forty nine hundred after spiking more than thirty seven thousand people at nine a.m. So down detector, the website that tracks all the phone and internet services outages, reported that AT and T was down mostly in Atlanta, Chicago, Houston, and the Miami service areas. So if you've got a tower or a hub or somewhere in those areas, that's why your phone wasn't working. I had three guys over here doing like construction work on the house, a couple contractors and stuff. Two of them had service, one of them didn't. I go, well, where are you located at? out of he goes well you know i was born and raised out in oklahoma and stuff but my service is fine so i don't know why he had service they were all using his phone to call people and the other two guys were like dead in the water so that's what happened there now on a lighter note did you know speaking of space and time and continuums did you know that we went back to the moon i had no idea that we were launching a rocket or a lander, to land on the moon. Never saw anything. I was going through, you know, I'm constantly looking through news feeds, constantly looking for this, and you see, you know, every time Elon Musk farts and shoots a rocket up, they'll follow that. Anytime, what's his name? his boyfriend jeff bezos you know gets in that penis rocket and shoots a a struggling actor up into the air they everyone hears about that i didn't hear about nasa remember those guys the guys who started it all air um shot a, a lander up onto the moon so for more on this for every podcast we do we have a matching video over on youtube go over there make sure you subscribe to youtube our youtube channel you can get all the little bite-sized pieces up there which they call shorts on youtube we're also on tiktok uh i post a couple of videos on tiktok but most of our information from the show goes over on YouTube. So subscribe over there, and you can see these in real time as we're talking about them here on the air. So here we go from CNN. I know. Ooh, this is CNN. Let's go to camera four, make sure that we got all this. So let's find out actually what happened and why we shot that rocket up there. So here we go.
0: Week strong, shall we? With some historic news from space. The Odysseus lunar lander, nicknamed Odie, or the IM-1, became the first U.S.-made spacecraft to land on the moon in 50 years. It was a bit of a nail-biter, though, according to the craft's developer, Intuitive Machines, which says engineers had to overcome navigation issues in order to make the landing possible. The spacecraft's position became a concern when flight controllers said they were getting weak signals from the vehicle. After a tense wait, Intuitive Machines eventually confirmed that the lander was upright and able to send data back to mission control. The purpose of this mission is to assess the environment of the moon's south Oh, as NASA is planning to send astronauts there towards the end of 2026. This landing comes after a different U.S. company aborted its landing attempt last month. Now, at the same time the U.S. is accomplishing this feat, other countries are looking to make their giant leaps to the moon as well. Our space and defense correspondent, Kristen Fisher, has moved. Space Force, Space Force, Space Force. Space Force. (laughs) We're going to end up seeing Space
2: Force here in full effect if this keeps going on. So here we go. Why is everyone going up there and who's up there right now?
3: 100 lunar missions planned for the moon before 2030, and they're made up of countries and companies all over the world. So why is everyone racing to the moon again? Well, the main reasons are resources, exploration, and politics.
2: Emphasis on politics, because if you control the resources on the moon, you gain control of resources here on planet Earth.
3: Rare earth minerals and elements like the isotope helium-3 that could prove useful to mine. Helium-3 is hard to find on Earth, but it can be found all over the moon, and is theoretically vital towards nuclear fusion, a possibly game-changing clean energy source. Studies have theorized that water in ice form may be available in large quantities on the moon, and mining could provide water and oxygen, the critical elements needed to make rocket fuel and allow further exploration. The US, Russia, and China all have plans to establish permanent bases on the moon, offering a jumping off point to explore Mars and go even deeper into outer space. But how legal is all of this potential activity on the moon? The 1967 United Nations Outer Space Treaty is signed by most countries when it comes to... Most. Most
2: countries that were available in 1969.
3: It outlines that the moon shall be the province of all mankind and should be used exclusively for peaceful purposes. So military bases, nuclear weapons, and weapons testing are forbidden. The treaty also stresses cooperation, but critics say that it lacks any means of enforcement which could prove Diplomatically dangerous.
2: Space Force, Space Force. This is where Space Force is coming in. I'm telling you, let me switch back to your so you can see me. So that's what's happening. So we landed on the moon. We're going to go uh, rape it with its Hydro Three, which is made for making nuclear fusion and stuff, which is you know burning cleaner and all that stuff. But then you got a nuclear waste, which is minute compared to what the Simpsons tell you, and everyone believes. You know, everyone's still shell shocked with Chernobyl and all the other Three Mile Island and all those as far as nuclear break. You be. So surprise how many nuclear power plants we have in the United States. Not a problem. The only thing is you got to figure out what to do with that Jojoba green goo stuff that that's uh, floating out of it when you're all done. But that's for another day. That's for another group of people. Another generation. That's the word I'm looking for. Now, here's an update on the Odessa's uh, moon lander. It will cease working after this Thursday. Starting tomorrow, a private U.S. lunar lander is expected to stop working on Tuesday. Sorry, Tuesday, not Thursday. The other T day. Its mission was cut short after landing sideways near the s- south pole of the moon. Now, see, you can't believe their CNN said, and that was a CNN report. You heard it. I didn't doctor it or do anything. They said that they were happy and, and surprise and were glad that the lunar landed upright after weak signals. They said everything's working fine. But no, this is from NPR. They're saying the intuitive machines in the Houston company that built and flew the spacecraft on Monday will continue to collect data until sunlight no longer shines on the solar panels. Uh, Based on the position of the Earth's moons, officials are expecting this to happen around Tuesday morning. That's two or three days short of the week-long study that NASA had planned on having that thing up there. Based on the photos of the NASA Lunar's Renaissance Orbiter flying overhead, Odysseus, landed within a mile or so of its intended target, which is not too bad. I mean, Christ, it's flying across space. You, you miss it by a mile? Man, you are way off. You missed that by a mile. The LRO photos from 56 miles up are the only ones right now showing the lunar lander on the surface. According to NASA, the lunar ended up in a small degraded crater with a 12-degree slope because they know this, right? Uh, that's the close closest that the spacecraft has ever come to the South Pole in that area. NASA which plans to land astronauts in this region in the next few years uh, paid the Initiative Machines Corporation $118 million to deliver six experiments to the surface. Other customers had items on board as well. So what happened was it, it landed. It did the whole Are we back on me now? What, camera. All right. I'm going to do a, a demonstration here. So here's the lander if you're watching this on a YouTube video. So the lander comes down do- And then it goes, ah, success, (laughs) boom and it falls right over, and now it's dead in a ditch. And so as long as the sun's still shining on the solar panels, it'll work. Uh, And I guess it probably went offline Tuesday or Wednesday. We don't know yet. I don't have an update on that uh, just because this just happened recently. All right, guys, when we come back, this woman, tell me if you think she's right or wrong about the dresses that are selling at Target. Target, for the most part, it's it's a white person's store. And white people, if they see something in Target that they don't like, they're going to get upset about it. This is our store. You know, this is our center. This is where we buy our clothes. Not those people. When I say those people, I'm talking every creed that's not white and every gender that's not uh, male or female or whatever they can figure out and design. Why is this in our store? And I'll tell you what she said, that these new dresses for little girls for spring has come out. Tell me if she's wrong or not. So you're listening to Deacon Live right here on Proper Radio. I'll be right back.
1: The secret to smart wealth is not just a great idea, but ongoing royalties from that idea. Imagine getting regular income from a song or movie, a fashion idea, or even a popular trademark. That's the breakthrough concept of the Royalties LLC app, an intellectual investing properties platform which allows you to invest in intellectual properties. Say goodbye to old school investing and say hello to passive income you can rely on. When you invest in intellectual properties owned by Royalties app, you will receive get Guaranteed monthly royalties for the term of their contract. Managing and selecting your royalty choices is fast and fun. For example, when you invest in music royalties, every time someone plays the song, whether it's a grocery store or a person streaming it, you earn a small payout called a royalty. Let your intuition and passions guide you to regular guaranteed monthly passive income. Visit royaltiespassiveincome.cash or search royalties LLC and download on the Apple App Store or Android Play Store. You're listening to. I'm not a loser. Deacon Live. Deacon Live more. Deacon Live. Of course.
2: Welcome back to Deacon Live. You want something for free? Well, we will give you something for free, but you got to do something for me. You've got to go over to Profit Radio, proud sponsor of Deacon Live and all the fine programming that comes out of the Profit Radio studio. Uh, and you can check out all that over there at properradio.com. And at the top of the page says, free swag. Uh, pick out whatever prize pack you want over there, uh, and we'll send it out to you. It's just their way of saying thank you for listening to all the different programming that comes out of this studio. Now, my dad is been with living us with us for two years now this month will be two years my mom passed away so when my mom passed away cleaned his house out sold his house sold everything that we could do uh and he, i said dad you know move in with us so now he's living with us and he we have a little uh farm truck little red nissan d21 if you ever know what those are it's about the size of a Cracker Jack box If you ever seen one of those or animal cracker box, that's a better definition on it. Being 76 at the time when he moved in, his legs are not the best in the world. He's like, I got to buy me a car. So he went out and bought himself. He had good credit and all that stuff. He bought a car, financed it, didn't pay cash for it or anything like that. He financed it. And he got himself one of those Ford, he's always been a Ford guy, an Eco 3. If you don't know what it is, look it up. It's about the size of a roller skate. And it's a little three-cylinder jobby, but, you know, he just needs something to go to and from the grocery store and to and from his doctor's appointments, which is great. Now... Unfortunately, my dad has taken a turn for the worst. His legs, his arthritis, uh, the crystallization in his joints, whatever he's got going on, he can't physically walk anymore as much as he used to. He can move around, you know, with a walker or one of not a walker, the walker with the wheels on it. He can still get around. He can stand up. it's, It's going up and down steps. So I've been chauffeuring him around. So I've been driving this little eco-sport car to doctor's appointment stuff. It's fun. You know, sit there, <laughs> little Ford thing, spinning around these corners on these two-lane country back roads and stuff. So it's fun. That's what he's got. But right now, Ford is coming out, you know, with all the electric cars and the, the smart cars that are out there, they are now have... The built-in apps on the cars that will actually self-repossess the car itself. It will start up. If you do not pay the bill, it will start up and drive back to the dealership. So I'm led to believe. So let's watch this video together in real time. And don't forget, for every podcast we do, we have a matching YouTube video as well. Make sure you go over there and subscribe. I don't make any money over there. Believe me, it's just a way for you guys, another avenue for you guys to sit there and watch the show in one uh, another format, another media format, to where you can enjoy it. You can see what's going on here in the studio. Hi, I'm waving at you. So here we go. This is from Instagram. This is from Fox 12. I don't know where Fox 12 is at. Hopefully, I'll find you here in a minute. So let's find out how these cars are repossessing themselves. Ford in the process of a patent application for self-driving cars to
1: drive away from their owners. After a series of missed payments, Ford's proposal will force the car to drive itself to a repossession agency. Having the car drive away would
2: be a last resort. The patent application shows Ford would first pressure delinquent owners by disabling some of the car's features like the air conditioning or having the audio system play unpleasant sounds. Oh, that would suck. That's like a torture. All right, you don't want to pay your bills? Hey, turn the AC off. Oh man, it's hot today. Turn the A the AC's not working. All right, and then you get all the kids in the car and then they put play unsettling music how are they going to figure that out they're going to put like Slayer and Megadeth and all those other now well, some people might like that kind of music what do they consider unsettling music let's find out more wow <laughs> All right. Here's another reason to make... Oh, I guess that was it. So there you go. Ford is in the process of, of coming up with a patent for a self repossessing car, which I thought was interesting. I mean, technically, it isn't OnStar... They're on General Motors, right? All GMs. Keep an eye out there. I, I don't know if that's going to be anything because now... If it's a self-driving car and it's going to repossess itself, what do people that know their car is going to get repossessed? Let me just go back to camera one on me. What do people do when they know that their car is going to be repossessed? They park it in the driveway and they park as many cars as they can around that car. So if the car wants to repossess itself, is it going to know or be aware or self-aware that there's other cars around it to where beep, 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 like Roomba stuck in the corner can't get out and it'll just go to go, please charge Roomba. <laughs> Please make a payment on your car. <laughs> that's, what, that's what it should do is put out some kind of sound, siren or sound to let all the neighbors know and embarrass you. Embarrassment is will get you to make that payment on time. Okay, okay, okay. I'll do it, car. I'll do it. And you, you Venmo or Zelle or whatever to the, the Ford dealership or wherever you're financing it from. Okay, it's done. Done. Do-do. Thank you. You may drive your car again with pleasant music and cold air. So that's what Ford's trying to do. God, you know, we got too so much technology, we don't know what to do with it, so we're just throwing technology at stuff that we don't even need to be doing that. Now, this wife right here, wife, this mom right here has asked, if she's overreacting about this new dress in Target. Now, all the spring dresses are coming out for Easter. We're coming up on Easter here soon. Jesus Christ, we just had, did not he? wasn't he just born a couple months ago now praising his death and arrival? I know there's you. Years difference in between don't get me started on that and a Michigan mom Megan Mayer was shopping at Target when she saw this outfit in the girls' clothing section that gave her a pause at first glance it appears to very be a very modest smock style pattern with balloon sleeves but when Mayer looked closer at the dress she noticed that there were side cutouts in the waist. She says, I'm like, wait a minute. What in the world is going on here? She tells USA Today. I don't like filming myself in public, but I was curious to see if other people thought these slits were weird. In Mayer's TikTok video, she noted that her daughter, who was aged her daughters, which is age 10 and 7, are not allowed to wear bikinis. She's more conservative when it comes to her kids' clothing, so maybe she's overreacting, but she wants to know what your opinion is. A lot of people are saying, no, you're not overreacting. You're parenting properly. You're parenting for your kids. You don't want your kids wearing that? That's fine. That's fine. Other people say that I think the retailer is trying to mature our kids too fast. I agree with the mom. I bought this for my six-year-old, and I think it's really super cute. She had nothing wrong with that one. Another person said, it's not an overreaction at all. Why would you think to put kids in something like that, something that I would wear out for a girl's night out? Uh, I grew up in a conservative house. We had cutouts and backless dresses, one person writes in here, for warm weather. I think for church... No, but for daytime dress, it's cute. So let's find out what's going on with the dress that this woman, Megan Mayer, that's making her get all in a ruckus over on TikTok. So here we go. So this is the kid's section. Okay, this is a six-seven. Okay, for reference, these
3: are kid's sizes. This is the kid's section.
2: Look at these little... They're called smock dresses, and they got the, like the ballooning shoulders, like an Easter dress, but about right down by the waist, but on the hip level are these cutouts that are hemmed you know they're they're supposed to be there and it's just kind of showing off the the hip and the belly region a little bit and the cutouts are no bigger than a softball so let's see what else goes on with this video little
3: slits on the sides of these dresses right at the hips on all of these dresses because i saw this i was like oh this would be so thought this would be so cute for easter right and then i see they're cute dresses Little slit on the side okay so on a six seven year old 10, 12-year-old, okay, but, like, 6, 7-year-old, we're going to expose this much skin on either side for, like... I'm a little bit more conservative. I don't know if you let my girls even wear bikinis, but maybe I'm overreacting. I don't know. I don't think this is appropriate at all for this age group.
2: Maybe the cutout, and I'm no parent by any means i don't have kids or anything like that i wouldn't know how to react to this but in my as an adult i can react this way and let me go back to me now maybe that they're supposed to be wearing something underneath it for example there might be a tank top or something that the girls would wear underneath that dress i don't know you know the styles or anything but it's it's basically not a sundress it's got you know the big puffy shoulders it looks like um you ever seen little house on the prairie No, Deacon, we're not 97. (laughs) I know, I know, but you're aware of that country lifestyle and that country. Look, it's a country-looking dress with a big uh, little Debbie snack cake, puffy arms or puffy shoulders, and right there where your waist would meet your, your hip, There's a cutout about, if you're watching this on the video, a cutout about that big, about the size of a softball. And it looks kind of stretchy, like it's got a stretchy material, so it's not just a hole. You know, it's supposed to be form-fitting to the the girl's waist. Maybe they're supposed to wear something underneath it, like a leotard or something like that, or panties. If they've got that dress on, if they have white stockings, maybe the stocking comes up and fills in the, the space in there. I don't know. I'm just saying. Overreacting, if you like it. Buy it if you don't like it, fine. Are you gonna be? Is someone gonna be judgy? Everyone's gonna be judgy. It does, you don't need a dress to have people be judgy. Someone else will be judgy about it. But that's what's going on now. Now, unfortunately, we're changing our phones. I told you we're going from AT and T to T Mobile. Now, something i I'm not in tune with just yet. You know, I was talking about t- throwing technology at things. I am not ready to let my credit card physically be attached to my phone. You lose your phone. You you might as well just lose your bank account altogether. I'm not at that point yet. I'm kind of like when the internet came out and people were buying stuff off the internet. I'm not giving them my credit card number. Turn on, turn on Little House on the Prairie. I'm not giving them my information. They'll steal from me. Now everyone doesn't even think twice about it. Credit card. Doo-doo-doo. My wife has the credit card memorized which drives me insane. Oh, you ready to buy something? It's a 116 and 555 and and she's filling everything out. I'm like, oh, how do you know this stuff? Stop, 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 don't. But attaching a credit card to what Google Pay or Apple Pay or something like that is is a common norm for a different generation. Not for me, but for a different generation. But right now, unfortunately, Google Pay app is shutting down in the United States. Users have all the way till June to move all their funds out of Google Pay. Google is retiring the standalone pay app in the United States. Users have all the way till June 4th to transfer the money balance to bank accounts. And then, or what? Are they going to send out a... Uh, My my phone's going off. Google Pay? Google Pay? What are they going to do? Keep the money? I don't know. Are they going to send you a check? Cut you a check for it? I would. Google Pay is a secure mobile wallet that lets users send monies to businesses or friends and make online purchases, pay bills, and earn reward that translates into cashbacks or discounts. The app has over a billion downloads on Google Play. And is used by uh, people across 180 countries on various platforms, whether it be Android, Windows, iOS, and Chrome as well. The giant announced that the change of effect in the United States version of the standalone Google Pay app. This server, this service, will remain available with all its regular features, including finding deals, getting cash back, rewards, all the way till June 4th. After that day, the peer-to-peer pr- uh, payment through the app will no longer be supported in the U.S. market. Users that fail to transfer the funds, here you go, uh, by the time it retires can can still do it through the Google Pay website. So, the app shuts down, you can still go to the Google Pay website, and then from there you're fucked, I guess, I don't know. U.S. based users uh, can find detailed instructions on how to move their money out of Google Pay in, in, in this guide. I'm not going to click on it because it's going to leave me somewhere else. Uh, also, more details on the Sunsetting process are available on the updated support page google recommends that u.s users switch to the wallet app which is now available which company says it uses five times more than the pay in the usa so there you go if you got google pay again you know i'm scared we're watching um what is it uh oh fargo there's uh we're in season four if you ever watch fargo the, the tv series it's pretty good I don't know how they're all connected and stuff, but it's fun to watch them fold out. There's a scene where this one gang, you know, mobster gang, came up with an idea of a credit card. And they were like, oh, that'll never be accepted. No one will do it because the guy who came up with the credit card was black. And they're like, at the time, this is set in the 50s. And they're like, oh, no one will do that. No one will do that. And then all of a sudden, they see an advertisement. The, the black guy who created the credit card sees an advertisement on the wall of Diner's Club. And he's like, son of a bitch. That was my idea. And I don't know if that's the history of how Diner's Club came to be. The Diner's Club card. No, I don't know what that is either, Trev. <laughs> Oh, I know I'm dating myself on this one. But anyways, uh, it's the same thing with Google Pay. When Google Pay came out, I was like, nah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not too comfortable with it. And now it, it people that were love it. And then now they're taking it away. They didn't give a reason why they took it away. They're just taking it away. But there you have it. All right. When we come back, do you like Wendy's? I like Wendy's. It's good. Unfortunately, Wendy's is trying something new as well. And they're getting a lot of pushback. I want to hear your views on this as well. So stick around, you'll listen to Deacon Live right here on Profit Radio. I'll be right back.
3: Anyone can struggle with mental health. Your daughter, your neighbor across the street, your boss. Maybe even you. We want you to know there's hope because there's 988. 988 is more than a number, it's a lifeline to call or text when you need help and don't know where to turn. Call or text 988 day or night to get the help you deserve. In-
2: Degan Live presents to you another Bentley record creation. This is Michael Landon Lorman with his latest song, Lonely Streets, reflecting on his personal struggles that he's had throughout his life. For more information, check him out over at ProfitRadio.com. Welcome back to Deacon Live. Make sure you follow us on all your social contacts. And the way you do that is go to ProfitRadio.com. Proud sponsors of Deacon Live. That's Profit Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio. You can hear all the latest music over there at Profit Radio, all the stuff, all the the hooks and stuff you hear over on TikTok and all the latest artists that are being played over there on uh, Profit Radio as well. There's also a bunch of independent artists uh, that they proudly sponsor over there as well. And uh, a lot of times you'll hear artists here on our program, Profit Radio says, hey, man, you know, promote these guys as well, and we'll do it. Happily to do that. And so make sure you support them as well. Now, <clears throat> a gentleman by the name of Jared Standing is dead at 44. And you're like going, well, who the hell is Jared Standing? And why do we care that he's dead? Well, this gentleman right here, he died by suicide. He killed himself. But what he's done, the story behind what he's done, is what I found interesting about this article. And I'm going to dive into this article, and we'll, we can dissect it a little bit more and kind of go into uh, what he did and what he stood for. So, he, Jared Standing is dead at 44. The beloved ethical butcher, butcher suicide death, shocks the L.A. food community. Now, a popular L.A. butcher who's... Champion with animal welfare and ethical meat practices, has died at the age of 44. Jared Standing, owner of Standing's Butchery in Hancock Park, was found dead in his home on February 22nd. The newspaper said that the L.A. County medical examiner ruled it was death by suicide. Now, that's what we know so far, but listen to what he actually did. So he was a former vegetarian and opened up his own butcher shop, butchery shop in 2017, which has since become one of the most popular butcher shops in L.A. And you're like going, well, he went from being, you know, a vegetarian to going into the butcher shop. Oh, my God, that that's horrible. Now, one thing that vegetarians will say, we don't like to eat meat because we think that it's cruel and unusual and we don't animal rights and all this stuff. So here's one, here's a guy who was a vegetarian and switched over to being a butcher, but he was a different type of butcher. Jared Standing built his company with a focus of sustainable sourcing of whole butchery. He insisted on limiting waste by using every part of the animal and sources meat only from California farmers that prioritized itself as being free-range habitats, heritage breeds, and all-grass diets. So... He's doing what the vegetarians kind of lean up against as far as, you know, the, the common not the common people, but the, the big structure of processing meat and processing animals. The butcher, who also hosted a popular burger pop-up stand, burgers by standing, because his last name Standing, um, had recently announced plans to open a second butchery and reportedly had aspirations to open up a restaurant, including a permanent home for his pop-up business. His death has shocked the L.A. food community, and many say that he suffers, that they've suffered a tremendous loss, and Standing will be held deeply missed. Customers said that he was a staple in their daily routine and that his shop made him made everyone feel like home in the city. So, I bring this article up, and you're like, well, why'd you bring this article up? Because vegetarians You know, they have this enigma about them. They're always against meat eaters. Oh, you know meat eaters and the way you eat the meat and the way they process the food and stuff. I actually work with a guy who turned vegetarian because he saw one video. He said, "I'm not. I'm never eating an animal again." And the, I said, "Really?" And we called him Lettuce. <laughs> that was his nickname, Lettuce. Lettuce. What are you doing, Lettuce? Because that's all he would eat. And the Morning Star Burgers and stuff. And he was when I met him, he was only like a vegetarian for like three years. I said, "What made you turn into a vegetarian?" He's like, I was over at a friend's house and we were sitting there, you know, having beers and stuff and we were doing something, you know, playing cards. Or I don't know what those type people do. And at the time he was a meat eater. He said he was watching a documentary on how they process chickens. And I don't know if this was like another, you know, cover uh, documentary and stuff, but he said in the video, the workers, as the chickens are coming down the line, they're still alive and stuff. The workers were, st- get ready. If you got kids under the age of, who cares? Seventeen, and they're buying those dresses. Bring them real close to the radio, cause this will freak them out. <laughs> Bring them real close. Turn this volume up. He said that he was watching the workers through an undercover camera in the documentary was sticking her thumbs and fingers in the chickens' buttholes. <laughs> yes. He goes from then on out. I will never eat meat again. I said, Oh, really? That that's what gotcha? The the finger in the butthole, the chicken butt. Guess what? Chicken butt. If if that's the if that's what made you quit eating meat altogether, bud, you got a lot to learn in this in your lifetime. And he was a young guy at the time when I met him. I think he was like barely thirty years old. But still, you know, you, when you're forty and someone's thirty and someone's twenty five, you're like, going, oh, you're a kid still. You're a kid. But yeah, that's he quit eating meat altogether because of the the old finger in the chicken butt. <laughs> I know, <laughs> you know that old hack, right? But um, this guy, Jared Standing, it didn't it didn't say how he utilized. The whole entire uh, animal, but at least that was his thing. And I know there's a lot of people out there. Well, we hunt deer, we hunt, you know, elk, we hunt all this, and we use the whole animal when we hunt. You know, we use the the pelt for whatever. The hide for whatever, we physically, you know, the the meat and stuff, we we feed our family. They use that whole entire thing. I guess it's the other mass production of like uh, cows and stuff for, you know, the Burger Kings, the McDonald's, the Wendy's. And I bring up that, the Wendy's thing, in the same sense as Wendy's right now is looking to test a surge pricing as early as next year. Now, if you've ever had an Uber driver, you know that like there are certain times of the day, there are certain times of the year where the pricing goes from what normally would be a trip a $15 trip is now a $37 trip. That's what surge pricing is. It's supply and demand. There there are peak times where Ubers are required and then there's not peak times. But right now, Wendy's is looking to have to test having their prices of its menus fluctuate throughout the day based on the demand. Implementing a strategy, am I saying that right? Strategy or strategy. Sorry. The wrong emphasis on the wrong syllable. Uh, That has already taken a hold with ride-sharing companies and ticket sellers. Now, hold on, Wendy's. You are not a ride-sharing company, and you are not a ticket seller. You are a food. You make a you make a hamburger. You put the hamburger out. The hamburger sells. You make another hamburger. The hamburger goes out. That hamburger sells. You are not a ride-sharing or a ticket seller. During a conference call earlier this month, Wendy's CEO, Kirk Tannen, said that, that in Dublin, Ohio, the base burger chain would start testing dynamic processing, all also known as surge pricing. All right, Kirk Tanner, get ready to lose your job. Beginning as early as 2025, we will be testing more enhanced features like dynamic processing and day part offerings, along with AI-enabled menus uh, changes and suggestive selling. All right, I'm fine with that. If you want to promote whatever sandwich you got of the week, I'm fine with that. As we continue to show the benefit of this technology in our company, operated restaurants, franchisees' interest in the digital menu board should increase. Future supporting sales and profits grow across the whole entire system. Wendy's Co. plans to invest about $20 million to launch its digital menu boards in all of its U.S. company-run restaurants by the end of 2025. It also plans on an investing approximately $10 million over the next two years to support the digital menu enhancement globally. Tanner, a longtime PepsiCo executive, became Wendy's CEO earlier this month. He succeeded by blah, blah, blah in uh, in 2016. Last year, uh, oh, I don't care about that. Shares. Here's the best part at the end of the article: shares of Wendy's fell slightly Tuesday morning of trading after the news came out. So tell me what you what you feel. And I and I say that. Am I still on me? The camera on me still. So I was telling my dad this, and he goes, "What?" I go, "Yeah." So when you have a restaurant like a fast food restaurant, uh, Burger King, Wendy's, uh, Taco Bell, whatever, you serve breakfast during a certain time, right? Usually cuts off at ten thirty. Then you have lunch and then you have dinner. So lunch is what? Eleven to two and dinner is what? Starts at four thirty, five o'clock. I don't know when people eat dinner, especially fast food. Is it later? Let's say six o'clock. Six o'clock to eight o'clock. So there's a two hour window. Your dollar fifty hamburger is are they dollar fifty? You can tell how long I've had a hamburger or bought a hamburger. Your dollar fifty hamburger goes up to what two seventy five during that time? Well, I'm not eating then. I'm not gonna eat there during that time. I'll get it prior what if what if you order it and then sam will pick it up at this time like what if you order before the window so let's say the dinner window is six to eight right and then you if you're open 24 hours and you've got the, the late night drunk hour which is from 11 to 2 right are you going to surcharge that as well but what if you pre-order your your dinner and you know, six to eight, you pre-order at four o'clock, I'll pick it up at six o'clock. Are you going to get charged with that? There's a lot of unanswered questions there, and I think Wendy's, being the number three retailer as far as fast food, I think you're going to see them drop down to eight real quick. I know, I know. I like Wendy's. Their Baconator fucking (laughs) kills me. Their breakfast sucks, by the way. Breakfast sucks, 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 sucks. That's all I have to say. Breakfast sucks there. Um, Somewhere where their breakfast doesn't suck is Chick-fil-A. My dad and I went to uh, one of his appointments. Like I said, we were driving him around or I was driving him around and I went to one of his appointments and, you know, as a courtesy... Hey, I'll take you to lunch is what my dad says. All right, fine. So uh, now that I'm taking them everywhere, his doctor's appointments, I either get a free breakfast or a free lunch, depending on where the uh, when and where the appointment's at. But I don't eat fast food. This is the only time I eat fast food because that's what my dad likes when he's out. I'm like, oh, God, let's go to Chick-fil-A this, this time. Let's go to Chick-fil-A for lunch. I had a chicken sandwich my, or a spicy chicken sandwich. My dad had the, with the lettuce and the tomato deluxe, I guess is what it's called. And then I brought my wife home a chicken sandwich as well. Why'd you do that? She didn't even go on the trip. Now I bought the chicken sandwich for my wife. My dad didn't pay for that. But when you think Chick-fil-A, you think my pleasure. Hey, can I help you with that? My pleasure. The girl that took our Chick-fil-A order, you know, walk inside. My dad goes, you know what? I've never eaten inside a Chick-fil-A. I go, well, dad, first time for everything. And I said, let's go inside. So my dad's, you know, he's got his little walker wheelie thing. We go inside and I don't want to say that. You know the employees that that work at at Chick fil A. There are lifers that that's their job. Thank you, Jesus. Thank God. Hey, you know, God bless you and all that stuff. That's their because it is a, a religious based company. And then there there are a couple duds that are in there, and they're just there. There's nothing wrong with them. My uncle was you know, semi-slow, semi-retarded. Someone gave him an opportunity. He had a job. He did it very well, and he did it very well for 40 years until he died. There are some opportunities that Chick-fil-A hands out to people that are a little special, a little different. You know, if you can do this, this, and this, you can run the register. The girl that took my dad and I's order was a little different. She was a little nervous. I don't know why. Uh, We gave our order, Okay. Is there anything, And you know, hands by the side, Mormon dress, you know, just very, very, I don't want to mess up, I don't want to mess up. Took our order, everything's fine. But you never really think about weird people, like at Chick-fil-A. And when I say weird people, you've seen videos of uh, fights in, like, Burger King and McDonald's and Wendy's. And you see people, uh, like at Subway, they're on heroin, working there, and they're barely keeping their eyes open, trying to make your sandwiches. So this video right here, for whatever reason, is, is making the rounds over on TikTok. Now, for every video we have or podcast we have, we have matching video. Make sure you go over to YouTube and check this out as well. This girl, the cashier, is trying to take this couple's order. And the faces that she's making is extremely animated. Like she is, whoo yeah, Hmm, ah, anything else? <laughs> so I'm going to switch the camera for him. I'll play this video, and you can see this in real time. Is this her? Is this staged? Is this really what goes on at um, Chick-fil-A? Let's find out. Let's watch this video real quick. So this girl right here, Chick-fil-A gal. All right, and then can I also have barbecue sauce? Or do you have- <laughs> So it starts out. She's like, okay, and a lemonade, and she sucks her teeth And opens her mouth like, and looking at the person like she does not believe that they're gonna order something else and not Chick fil A sauce. So let me backtrack a little bit and you can hear her smack her mouth real quick uh, in the video. So here we go. Let me make sure that we can see the video. Yep, we can see it. Here we go. All
3: right. And then can I also have barbecue sauce or do you have buffalo sauce? What? No Chick fil A sauce? No Chick fil A sauce. So
2: you want a
3: barbecue
0: sauce? Yes.
2: The face. The face that she makes. Like, what? You don't want Chick-fil-A sauce? And she's like she looks at the camera and then she looks at the customer again. And this has been going on. This this video has been going all over the place as far as being uh, and then I also have
0: no Chick-fil-A sauce? No Chick-fil-A sauce. So you want a barbecue sauce? Yes.
2: So I don't know if it's being staged. Let me go back to camera one. I don't know if this is being staged and if that's her friends or something like that trying to be you know funny on TikTok. If it is, it's hilarious. It's hilarious to see this girl, the face that she makes. All right, guys, when we come back, watermelon, watermelon, watermelon. I'll dive into that story when we come back. Stick around. You'll listen to Deacon Live right here on Proper Radio. I'll be right back. And now it's time for Lessons Learned
1: with Jason. Jason. Jesus Christ, Jay. Howell. We interrupt this program to bring you a news bulletin. I'm a grown-ass man.
2: Jason Howell. Jason Howell. Jason Howell. The BK Lounge. We have maybe two BK lounges within a twenty mile radius. Talking about Burger King. Yep. You actually still eat there, Travis? No, I don't eat there. Know where they are. I, well, you know, I sometimes I like a Whopper. Well, you just said you didn't eat there, and now you said you did. Well, you know. You know what we call you. You're, you're tied to a type liar. Profit Radio. Profit Radio. I was driving
0: through Georgia. On a day hot enough to make the devil sigh I saw a homemade sign Written in red Ryan County Watermelon Festival ahead. Well, I wasn't in a
2: hurt, so I Welcome back to Deacon Line. We'd love to hear from you. And the way you can be podcast famous is whatever device right now that you're listening to us on. Go over to Profit Radio. P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio. At the bottom of the page says be Heard. It's got a little microphone. It's a little blue bar. It kind of floats around the page somewhere, depending on what device you're on. And click on that. If you've got a microphone and you can speak clearly, speak right into that. Uh, you can put a fake name in there. I don't care. Uh, put your email address. It's not an email grab. It's just you have to... Verify that you are a human, basically, is what they're doing. Speak right into your device, and you can talk about the last, almost coming up on 10 years at the end of uh, next month, will be 10 years of doing this show, Deacon Live. You can comment on anything. We broadcast every Wednesday right out of the Charlotte area. And you can speak right at that, and we'll play it on the very next podcast as well. I was going through my spam folder. I saw a bunch of them over there. Uh, I didn't realize that. I was like going, huh, I haven't heard any, from anyone this week. And I looked over my spam folder. I'm like, oh, there's, there's six or seven of them right there. So I'll dice those up, and we'll, we'll play them on the very next podcast as well. Sorry, sorry, I know, I know. I wasn't doing my job correctly. Now, many years ago, I was born and raised in Orlando, and I never played, like, high school basketball. I kind of played, like, outside of high school. I didn't want to be a a, a jock in school. I wanted to be a jock outside of school because I was too cool to play sports in school. But outside of school, I did very well. I signed up for like six feet and under league and six feet and over league. And I I play with a lot of professional players and and amateur basketball players from the CBA and all that. Uh, One of the things that I got picked up for was I was picked up for a practice team for the Orlando Magic and i ran power forward which means i'm uh, you know 62 at the time i wasn't you know uh, a, a big guy or i was a big guy not a little guy um, so i would sit there and, and run the court and i could post up next to i post up next to several of the magic players greg kite sam vincent well, uh, he was a he was a guard mostly. Uh, Terry Catledge, all those guys. I, I used to play basketball with them. And one thing that I always found funny is when they had the tip off or a foul or a jump ball or something like that. You always saw the pe- the two people that got the jump ball, the most mismatched. So it was like Yao Ming and you know, Muggsy Bose. And Muggsy Bose, if you don't know, he's 5'6". six. And Yao Ming, I think, is like 7'10". And it's always funny you when know, all the announcers go, well, who's going to win this tip-off? And this guy right here in this video, this high school video, kind of played the game. And I never would have thought of this. I didn't know if it was legal or not. I don't know if, it, if if it was legal. But what he does is, and don't forget, for every podcast we do, we have a matching video over on YouTube. You can see this in real time as we're talking about it here on the show. You can comment down below during the, the podcast videos as well. So this video right here, Shows two basketball players. Looks like high school. Yeah, it's a high school. (laughs) Looking at the audience, it's real thin. And they have a jump ball. What a jump ball is, both team members go up and they try to tip the ball to their teammates. The one guy doesn't even jump up. He runs behind the guy tipping the ball because you always tip it back because you got your team behind you. And he steals the ball from the guy tipping at the jump off to his teammates. So here we go. (laughs) Instead of me rambling here, let's watch this video. You can see it in real time. Here we go uh camera 4 <laughs> throws it up C-book, what the? Fuck? <laughs> oh my goodness he already one more time they throw it up <laughs> what the and he fuck? runs around the C-book, guy and, the and grabs the tip off oh and scores the basket already so that's a quick two right there it's, it's I didn't know if that was legal or not if you know it was legal or, or if that's a um allowed in collegiate football or, or football uh, basketball, let us know. Now, I made the mistake and said football because our next thing that we're going to talk about right here that's taking over the internet is this whole entire ice football. Yes, ice football. It's where football meets the hockey rink. Over in Germany, they've taken the American Football League and made this an interplay sports event. American ice football has become a popular sport in Deutschland over in Germany, uh, which is pretty much everything you expect it to be. It's a hockey rink where football lines and hash marks and end zones, just like football, they're blocking forward passing field goals and dramatic touchdowns. But there's, a, there's, there's a difference. It's all being played on ice, which makes the sport a little bit more entertaining. Players are dressed in hockey gear with football helmets. There's also cheerleaders and music to pump up the crowd and lights displays. Every touchdown scored now in a blog from WRKR FM in Kalamazoo, Michigan, each team has eight players on the ice. It's a standard Arena Football League rules, so if you're familiar with uh, Arena Football League here in the United States, but it's all done on ice. Just to be clear, the players aren't wearing skates. They're wearing just regular shoes, all right? So there's the difference. According to Essential Sports, each team roster features an array of athletics, celebrities, and former pro hockey players, and also pro hockey or pro football players. It's unclear how long the season will last, but last year's season ended right before Super Bowl uh, 53. So let's see. This is... Switch videos here. Let's go back to camera four so you can see this. So here's a small little snippet of... The West Side Wessies playing the Eastie Boys in the American Ice Football League is what they're calling it. So here we go. Ooh. Uh oh. Gonna get flagged for that ja yeah. slide into the end zone
0: All cuss words. eine neue
2: words heute hier live in Mannheim und die Stimmung ist großartig quasi viertel 3 und 4 zwischen 3
0: da steht es 12 13 die sind wieder auf dem Eis und ich gebe jetzt gespielt. Okay, in den in den
2: They are wearing they're wearing regular shoes. They look like wrestling boots.
0: Down. Set Hi. first down. He
2: throws the football. Slide.
0: He catches it and slides. Now he's on the ground. Yes.
2: Yes. So my, my, let me go back to me now. So my question is, they probably don't have a whole lot of stuff in the offseason in hockey over in Germany, in Deutschland. So they were like going, fuck it. We have the ice here. Let's uh, create another game. Let's, let's play. Let's take the America Arena League football, which essentially is the basic football in the offseason for uh, NFL. And let's adapt those to this. It's. It's scary because you're on ice and you're sliding around. So you're wearing hockey gear, football helmet, and you're playing football. So you're trying to run, (laughs) trying to get momentum, you know, spinning your feet, spinning your wheels, trying to catch up to the football, and then you catch it, and then you're like going, all right, well, now I've got momentum. I've got to stop and go that way now. So you kind of go hit the wall, bounce off that. Now I'm going this way. So now you're trying to get the wheels back going. It's like, you know, yakety sacks playing in there. And and, then, so they're having a good time over in Deutschland. And, and, you know, those people are known for humor. So there you go there. And one more thing before I let you go. Here's a little earworm that you're going to have. You're going to be walking around the house going, repeating this phrase over and over again. This boy right here is four years old. Now, I know there's a big bill out there on the, um, on the docket saying that we don't want our kids that are 16 years or younger to be on social media anymore. It's kind of like buying cigarettes, kind of like buying alcohol. But this kid right here is four years old, and he's making his rounds as well over on TikTok. So I'm going to switch over to camera four, and you can see this in real time as we're talking about it here. I don't know his name. Uh, all I know is what he does, and this is what he does. So it's a little kid, and he's got a Kool-Aid smile on it, and his mom or someone's sticking a camera in his face with the light on. And he. it's titled, Four-Year-Old Expects More in 2024. His first phrase out of his mouth says, I love humans. And he goes, come on, man, it's 2024. So let's see what else this genius has to say.
0: I love humans. Come on, man, it's 2024. One minute! One minute! freedom, Freedom,
2: freedom, freedom. Watermelon! Watermelon! So there you go. Watermelon.
0: Table. Watermelon!
2: Watermelon! All right, so there you go. That's going to be stuck in your mind. You're going to be running around the house going, watermelon, watermelon! All right, guys, on that note, I'm going to let you get back to enjoying the rest of your day. Make sure you follow us on all your social networks. The way you do that is go over to ProfitRadio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T-Radio.com, proud sponsors of Deca Live and all the other fine broadcasting that comes out of this studio. Uh, make sure you like and subscribe to us over on YouTube. It's not a money grab over there. It's just another avenue for you guys to enjoy the podcast, and you can see what goes on here in the studio. It's a scratch this thing under my (laughs) arm what are you doing I'm scratching my arm alright guys my name is Lincoln saying goodnight
3: and goodnight
0: wait 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 come back this
3: is the end the absolute end écoute moi